0: in the marketplace. We'll be back with you soon with some new episodes of Bottom Line Faith, but for now, we hope and pray that this episode will be of tremendous value to help you live out your faith in the marketplace.
1: And now, the show that bridges the gap between faith and business. Welcome to Bottom Line Faith. On today's show, John Beckett, Chairman and CEO of the R.W. Beckett Corporation. when the tough times come and they do to know that god is faithful we we may stumble and fall but he is always faithful Uh, Is a reality of god that i just think is, is, is so precious and so practical
0: well, hello everyone. This is Ray Hilbert. I am your host here at Bottom Line Faith, and if you followed the program, you know that we get a chance to travel the country and speak with some of the top Christian uh, business leaders um, and athletic coaches and and marketplace influencers who are really living out their faith in the marketplace. And so we hope and pray that this program is an encouragement to you. And uh, we are in elyria ohio and we are at the headquarters of the rw beckett corporation and i have the incredible privilege of introducing our guest today mr john beckett
1: john welcome to the program thank you ray uh really wonderful that you've come over here from indianapolis and that we can have a few minutes together
0: i i, I have to tell you folks um this is a real blessing for me we before coming on the air i shared john i've been here This is now my second visit, third time you and I have had the chance to meet. And I I sort of feel like I'm in the presence of a hero because you really have been... Uh, a real pioneer in this whole space of seeing your business from a ministry standpoint, that this is a place where God is living out his story. And we're going to get into that. But I just wanted to, to tell you, I, I just feel
1: kind of like honored to have this chance well, you, for us you to you have a conversation. You better get to the end of the, the, the discussion <laughs> first. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's, a, it's just a privilege to uh, to to chat about a topic that is so... Uh, real and so vital uh, to me and has been for decades. So
0: yeah, absolutely. It's, it's
1: not, not hard to talk about faith in the workplace. That's right. <laughs>
0: this is going to be the real deal today. And so we're, we'll get to all that, but let's kind of hit pause for just a moment and let's, let's go back and tell us a little bit about the company. We'll talk a little bit about some of the ups and downs in, in a moment, but tell us about the
1: company, um, who you are, what you do and, and that sort of thing. Well, it, it's really significant that we're here in the year 2018, because it was 80 years ago that uh, our company was founded, and if you go back to 1937, 38, we were really in a pickle as far as where we were in the economy. Mm -hmm. And I just find it fascinating that um, my dad chose that period of time to launch into a business venture. In fact, we have a letter that he wrote to the person who became his business partner, saying, I don't think there's ever been a better time to start a business than right now. I love his <laughs> so, optimism. <laughs> well, he, uh, he was looking to the future. And um, so, yes, here we are. We're um, a manufacturing company. We make components that are used for heating systems. Uh, our principal product in this facility is oil combustion, but we have uh, related businesses also in the area where we're doing gas combustion and air moving. And so we've branched out from that initial nucleus. The common thread, though, is that we're in a lot of homes. We might be in 50 or 60 million homes uh, across And we may America. not even know it, right? And, and somewhere buried down yeah, in yeah. the basement or in an appliance, we have some of our products. So we... Uh, we, we, we touch people at the level of their comfort, which I, I take as a kind of mission, really, because you don't think about being warm in the winter or having uh, uh, appliances that dry your clothes or cook your meals. But uh, we're there, and that's all adding to uh, the comfort, the lifestyle of millions of people.
0: That That's that's really neat to hear. And so um, let, let's talk just a moment about a couple of key pivotal moments in the history of the company. We'll get to the ministry aspect and more of your personal story in just a few moments. But, you know, you've had some, and some real tenuous times in the company, pivotal points. Take us back and just give us some framework for
1: just a couple of those. Well, I, I mentioned the economic conditions when we began the company. But of course, looking at the calendar, you'd quickly realize that we were on the eve of the Second War. And that was an enormous test for our business because uh, everything made of metal was diverted to the war effort. And so we couldn't buy electric motors or hydraulic components or electronic components. So... (laughs) I find this fascinating, Ray, because many people would have thrown up their hands at this point and just said, there's no way we're going to be able to survive this. But my dad uh, actually went into a whole different line of business for the next four years. He insulated people's homes and kept all of our people working. What ingenuity. Wow. Well, it was, it was fascinating to me because it was just that underlying uh, resolve that we can get through this thing. It's not going to go on forever. And, and we're just getting going as a company. We're not going to stop now. And so that was one of the very early tests. There were more along the way. It just seemed like every few years there was something that we had to overcome. But it, uh, it's kind of baked into the whole process of building a business. There's going to be adversity. (laughs) No question. And so did you grow
0: up thinking that you might come in to be part of the company? You went off to school and, but there was a point you came back into the business, but tell us a little bit about how you ended up here.
1: I actually went into the aerospace, uh, business as an engineer, uh, after graduating from college. And, uh, I frankly was not thinking in terms of coming into the family business. Okay. That all changed. One evening, I was uh, at my parents' home for dinner with my wife. And as casually as somebody might talk about the weather, my dad said, John, my business partner is going to retire. How would you like to come to work with me in the business? How old
0: were you at the time?
1: I was 24. Okay,
0: so fresh, fresh out of school, yeah, really. Yeah, just I'd been...
1: Yeah engineering jobs for about three years or so but um you know it was i i laugh when i look back at my response it was totally unpremeditated but i just said this sounds good when can we get started <laughs> and it was that uh almost off the cuff transition that uh, brought me into the work with my dad and so that's been a number of years ago that it, it was, it was 1963, and, and we were a small company. Uh, if there was a reason for hesitating, <laughs> I think we had 12 employees and about a million dollars of sales at the time, struggling. Yeah. Uh, the company had never really uh, broken loose in, in, a, in a way that we were prospering or flourishing. But frankly, it was the opportunity to work with my dad that was the, the strongest motivation and uh, I thought that would uh, be at least a 10 to 15 year mm-hmm. process he was he was in his mid 60s at the time um, and as it turned out that wasn't to be and that was my first head-on crisis uh, a call uh, that came on a wintry day just right around this time of year in February of 1965 from our police department that he'd been found slumped over the steering wheel of his car. He was driving to work. And uh, so my world radically changed at that point. Mid-20s, he was in his mid-60s. And uh, I realized that uh, life would never be the same as I had envisioned it. Yeah.
0: And as I'm listening to that story, it's fascinating to me because God's never surprised, right? And so it seems like he had uniquely positioned you then to now take over and and build the company for for the rest of your life.
1: Well, I'm glad he saw that because I didn't. Right, right. (laughs) I I was just overwhelmed by the magnitude of the challenge. Um, Yet in a situation like that, you, you, you... don't have as many options as you'd think. Sure. You put your head down, and my mother was a great encouragement. Um, But I thought we were starting to move toward uh, making some real progress. I'd made a few key hires. And another call came in, this one in the middle of the night, uh, Beckett, get out to your plant. The flames are leaping 20 feet out of the roof of the plant. And our our plant was on fire. I thought I was having a bad dream ray. I mean, it was just like one of those nightmarish mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. things, but mm-hmm. I realized it wasn't. I got out here, uh, and uh, indeed, uh, the place was ablaze. And I just, if if you think of something that you envisioned going up in smoke, this was literally happening right in front of my eyes. So that that year, the combination of the death of my dad and then this horrific fire, which Really, only by God's grace, we were able to extinguish it without it burning down the entire facility. Uh, these were these were incredible tests, and uh, and yet, in a way, those tests I think helped produce a kind of stamina in us yeah. that equipped us for future uh, challenges that we would go through.
0: Yeah. So let, let's talk about that for just a moment. So what what. What did God reveal to you about you in that season of your life? So you're fairly new in the business, fairly newly married, um, still a young man at that point. What, how did God begin to shape you
1: in that season? What did you learn about yourself? What did God teach you in that season? Well, uh, this isn't totally comfortable to talk about, but I, I realized what a proud person I was. Okay. <laughs> and that... Um, I thought with a you know a fine engineering degree and um, a lot going for me that I could um, I, I could do just fine uh, in my own mm-hmm. strength and in my own resources. Well, these experiences, um, I, I, there's always a silver lining, isn't isn't there? And I think they brought me to the end of myself. And I realized that um, i I was. Um, not going to be successful functioning just uh, on my own. And I turned to the Lord in a way that I never had before. I knew about him, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but this was different. This was getting to know him personally. So when you say what comes out of the ashes, in my case, uh, it was the most precious discovery I've ever made. It was to become a follower of Jesus Christ. And that produced a dilemma because I didn't know anybody who was serious about their faith who was also engaged in the workplace. And I thought what many people think today, what does this mean? Does it mean going into some kind of ministry, church-related work? And I I was prepared to do it. I was prepared to give up everything. But There was an irony to that because I felt I was hardwired for business. Mm -hmm. And I felt that there was a real responsibility for for our family company. And uh, so that put me on a a kind of searching. I I knew this was a decision I could not take casually. I needed to know whether I was uh, destined to be in the workplace or do something else. Have you ever had God kind of, Speak to you, and you didn't hear the words, but it was just it was a strong impression. Exactly, yeah. And that happened to me, Ray. And and, and as clear as I clearly as I can remember it, it was it was John. I've called you to business. I want you to do it with all your heart. Now, the idea of a call to business was was totally foreign language. Maybe that assured me that it was it was God speaking because that whole notion. You could be called a ministry, you could be called to some other vocation but called a business yeah and yet uh, I just had that very, very strong impression and and again my my response was was right from my heart I just said uh, I'll, I'll do it and I'll do it with all my heart and so that launched me on what has become the most fascinating journey to uh, bring these two worlds together, worlds that I just thought were totally separate separate from each other, Correct. the world of faith, the world of work, and to start cinching those up uh, through practical experiences and challenges. What does the Bible have to say about this personnel situation we're dealing with here? And, and, and so it's just a constant learning experience of trying to reconcile uh, these two worlds
0: I love it. And this is one of the reasons I was so excited to have this conversation with you, because you know, I've been in this kind of space of, if you will, marketplace ministry, the intersection of business and faith and vocation and those sorts of things, now going on over 20 years, approaching 25 years, actually. And back in that day, there were very few resources. There were very few models, people you could go talk to. And I think that God's really brought about a, a, a resurgence in that, a, mm-hmm. an awakening, right? And in fact, I, I have a... Now, this is a paperback version. My copy, and I'll show this to you on camera here for those of you who are watching this. Um, this is a book you wrote called Loving Monday, Succeeding in Business Without Selling Your Soul. When did you write the first edition of this book?
1: Well, this was, an, it was a project that began in the mid-90s. Right. It was actually published, well, it's... 20 years ago this year. Yeah. Um, It it was not my intent to start codifying some of the things that we'd learned about, but uh, ABC News contacted us uh, right around that period of time and said they... Learned about what we were doing, and they wanted to do a story on it yeah. for national television. Can can I offer that quote uh, from? It was Peter Jennings, right? But Peter Jennings was the correspondent yeah. uh, of uh, well, it was uh, the evening news with Peter Jennings.
0: I, I would just for our audience like to to read this because this you got to understand, gang, that at the time this is real cutting edge. This is not common language like we see now. There's a lot of ministries like our ministry at Truth at Work and others that are out there in this space. But let me read this. I think this is fascinating. This is from Peter Jennings. It says, it seems to us that everywhere you turn in America, this is in 1995, it seems to us that everywhere you turn in America these days, millions of people are searching for greater meaning in their lives. That hasn't changed, right? Mm, right. Tonight, we're going to concentrate on the growing tendency of business leaders in America to have their personal faith make an impact in their companies in other words they are using the bible as a guide to business so what was that like really being even acknowledged as one of you know in this case a totally secular news organization acknowledging this incredible work uh
1: what, what was that like for you one of the things that i subsequently learned by the way ray is that peter jennings who was probably the premier newscaster in the country at the time he actually wrote that himself. Oh, no kidding. And I, I I only discovered that because I was with him on a subsequent occasion, actually, at Harvard University. And I learned that, that he wrote that. And I thought, well, that's fascinating because he's got an insight into what is happening in the work world that the church hasn't seen yet. <laughs> and so I thought the way he captured it, they're using the Bible as a guide to business, was uh, was just a fascinating uh, capsule of exactly what we were trying to do yeah, and so let's if you don't mind, maybe we could dive into a
0: couple of specifics if we can, right? Because you know we talk to believers in business and they say things like, you know, I want to be honest. Well, okay, even a good heathen business person understands that's a good principle for for business, and I want to offer my customers good value that's that's just great. Great. But but give us a couple of specifics of how you have seen your business as a platform for ministry and how have you tried to live that out. Can you give us one or two best practices of what that's looked like for you?
1: You know, it's fascinating that you've asked this question because the ABC correspondent who did the story uh, was a woman named Peggy Weymar. And her (laughs) driving question when she came in was to ask how it was different from the business down the street really the same question Absolutely. that you're asking and yeah. I I I wanted to be honest with her uh, and and I said you know I can think of various specifics but it's really more a way of thinking it's a way of living and uh, so many of the decisions we make are made at the margin how we treat uh, um, another employee when we walk in the morning, how we handle a phone call with an irate customer, how we deal with a quality problem. And what was happening, Ray, was that our faith, which was more and more being anchored in the scriptures, uh, provided that compass. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't just a matter of pulling... Uh, a scripture out and 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 pasting it onto the problem, it was living in the word in a way that resulted in a certain kind of reaction yeah. that was being informed by the word, and so uh, I, I I love this aspect of walking with the Lord because it's inside out. It's uh, we we learn the ways of the Lord and then we have so many opportunities to apply them in the workplace. We're just rubbing shoulders all the time, whether it's customers or suppliers or fellow employees, people in the community, all of these opportunities to interact around life and the decisions we make, the way we conduct ourselves is being watched all the time. Indeed. And so uh, I just find uh, it's such a fertile environment to, uh, to just be yourself, but to be a representative of the lord in a real world situation i love that and uh,
0: uh... I had the privilege recently of interviewing uh, David Green, founder and CEO at Hobby Lobby. And he shared What with, a great guy, by the oh, way. Just what, a, what an honor that was. Got a bit just, acquainted. Oh, just, amazing. Yeah. And he shared a story, a couple of stories specific, and, and I'm not going to give the goods away because people need to listen to that episode of, of Bottom Line Faith to get that story. But he shared a couple of examples when his faith was very specifically challenged with <laughs> certain um, things that happened in the business where he was like, okay... I can either go the world's way on this or I can go God's way on this. Does an example of that come to mind for you? A time when, wow, this is a huge decision and I'm really going to lean specifically into God's way. That may be counter
1: to the world's way. Can, does an example come to mind? Well, there there, there are many, frankly. Um, one that comes to mind, though, centered around a, a test of the application of our core values. Now, I, I think that, we must always translate what we believe into language that people can work with, assimilate, live with. And and one of the ways that we do that is with our core values. We have three of them, integrity, excellence, and a profound respect for the individual. Well, one day, (laughs) a plant floor employee walked into my office and he said, Mr. Beckett, I believe that we're violating one of our core values. Well, he had my attention. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and he went on to to give the specifics. There we were, um, the details aren't so important, except that we were violating licenses on software agreements by copying uh, the programs without making payments back to the to the manufacturer. In this case, IBM, and. Uh, I didn't realize we were doing it. We immediately put a stop to the process. But the fascinating thing to me was that the the value was alive enough in the organization that he could say we're we're screwing up over here. And so that would be one. And he oh. had the uh, trust that he could bring that to you yeah. in that way. Because the culture was reinforcing. Uh, the importance of integrity in a very practical way. It wasn't just something up on a wall. It was something that we really wanted people to be living.
0: Yeah, so that that brings to mind then another great uh, thought here or question, I I think, for your consideration. So one of the things that we like to consider here at Bottom Line Faith is If this program can just encourage one person, if if there's a business person out there who's going through a struggle, maybe they're discouraged and they're feeling like giving up or whatever. If this can reach one person, then in my mind it's been been worth it. So I'd like you to maybe just for a moment give a word of encouragement. Somebody right now is probably listening to this program uh, with their headphones on, walking on their treadmill, or maybe driving down the highway in their car, but let's say that this person is really at a testing point right now and they have a really hard decision and they they know that if they do it God's way, it may not turn out in a way that they would want, but they're at that testing point.
1: Yeah. What word of encouragement would you have well, for them? Well, I, I, I think, Ray, it would be to not allow short-term considerations to rob you of the long-term Pattern of faithfulness. Let me just expand on that for a minute. There there are so many opportunities that we have that appear to have a short-term advantage. And yet the lesson, I think, of the Christian walk is that over the long run, those decisions made the right way have us on a trajectory that uh, has enormous rewards to it including the lessons that we learn when we say no to something that's opportunistic or is, uh, is, is somehow cutting a corner with what we really believe in our hearts. Make those tough decisions, and then we see uh, how God vindicates those decisions that seem tough at the time, and yet if they're following his ways, he vindicates them. And I've seen that pattern over and over again uh, that he, he wants to reward those who really lean into him. So the guy on the treadmill, uh, we have to be careful that we don't yield to the temptation of what is quick, easy, and expedient because there's another way that yeah. ultimately bears a kind of fruit that we can never get to if we just take that shortcut that's really powerful and i
0: I think john it's becoming increasingly difficult with technology today you know everything we can have it just right now whether we can call up a a piece of information off our phones or a song that we want or a movie it's it's becoming increasingly difficult to practice patience and delayed gratification Mm -hmm. and perseverance and that's what you're describing it really is that biblical principle at play would you agree with that
1: uh yes and um I, um, we're, we're, in a kind of unique setting here. If the camera is picking up some of the world war one memorabilia Precisely. behind us. yeah, And, uh, if there is one amazing reality that came out of the story of my dad's involvement in the first war, it was how he learned perseverance that played out, uh, through the rest of his business life and career. We cited a few examples earlier on. But it was a lifestyle to face challenges and go through them that I think was forged in the trenches of France (laughs) uh, in in that terrible, terrible war. He came through it, he persevered, but he learned lessons in that that had every possible application uh, for a business person. And so I agree with you that I think that these easy outs that we have may be denying the very thing that are, that God has designed to put fiber in us and to enable us to be able to, uh, to go through tough times. It, these are very practical lessons, uh, but uh, to the guy on the treadmill, <laughs> hang in there, you know, just yeah. <laughs> get through because there's a larger lesson that's playing out. So,
0: you just mentioned like lessons learned and good advice. So one of the best pieces of advice I ever was given was by this old black inner city pastor. He was just a godly, godly, saintly man. And he said, Ray, and I just still see his face. He said, you know, the problem is too often we settle for the ATM when God's got the Brinks truck right around the corner. And so we grasp <laughs> What a that, great analogy. Right, right. Yeah. So what, what's maybe one of the best pieces of advice that was ever passed along to you that you would like to pass
1: along? I, I go to an aspect of the nature of God because I think that if we can understand who he is, understand his character, understand um, how he... Is uh, able to guide us through through various life challenges. That uh, that attribute becomes an anchor, and there, there would be perhaps many I could cite, but I, I would really cite it as faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could just put it in three words, God is faithful. And I would want our children, grandchildren to know that beyond any equivocation. Because when the tough times come, and they do, to know that God is faithful, yeah. we, we may stumble and fall, but He is always faithful, uh, is a reality of God that I just think is, is, is so precious and so practical and so... Uh, able to help us uh in our time of need and there's joy in your face as you're sharing that that's
0: that's a lifelong of experience that you're that you're expressing there of his faithfulness right Yeah. yeah fantastic so on this whole theme around advice and so forth so um this may be a kind of a curveball question but i want you john beckett of today to advise john beckett at age 25. what would you say to your 25 year old self Wow,
1: that is a question that I had really not thought about. (laughs) I'll give you a moment (laughs) (laughs) to ponder. That that was the curveball. Um, It's hard to see the end from the beginning, but if we uh, leverage this concept we were just talking about, about the faithfulness of God, and to know that those decisions we make when we're 25 uh, can have... Lifelong consequences, and that we always win, if I can use that term, mm-hmm. we always win when we elect to follow the will of God to the best of our ability. Doesn't mean we always will, we're going to stumble, we're going to fall. Of course. But if our heart is inclined toward knowing God's will and following it, uh, I don't think we can go wrong uh, because He'll continually bring us back on track. He'll help us uh, to, to get through the next situation. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I had been able to lay hold of that at 25, the way I understand it today, um, I, I would have uh, had a, a, just a different measure of joy and perseverance, I think, in the midst of the trial.
0: Incredible. Folks, we're, we're, we're getting close to the... We often say this is the fastest uh, 30 minutes in all the broadcasting, and it's just it goes fast for me anyway, and usually it does for our audience. And so we're getting near the time uh, at the end here. But folks, we're speaking with John Beckett. He's the chairman uh, here at the R.W. Beckett Corporation in O'Leary, Ohio. And I, I pointed out earlier a true pioneer in this whole space of ministry and business and, and understanding the platform that God has given us in business. And if you're not familiar with it, if you haven't read it, this is is a classic. It is called Loving Monday. Uh, wrote this book. You Tell me the year again that you, we wrote this book. Well, it came out in
1: 1998, so it was just 20 years ago. Yeah, and
0: I, I have one of the old original hardbacks, but it's called Loving Monday, Succeeding in Business Without Selling Your Soul. There's a video study. There's uh, materials, all sorts of support that uh, you can read if you're a business person wanting to really understand, uh, as, as John had shared, the, the, he codified how they best practices, of how they run the business here, and you can leverage this as a great resource. So, John, if someone's listening to the program or seeing this video, how can they find this? How can they learn more about the company, about yourself and such? How would they find it? Well, everybody that?
1: goes to a website today, right? Absolutely. <laughs> what is so, that site? Yep. Beckett Press. Dot com. BeckettPress.com. Yeah, and and books and other related material uh, are available there, including, by the way, some of the World War One story that's our most recent edition.
0: You are now uh, involved with many global ministries. God has given you some great passions. We would be remiss to not talk about that just for a moment. What What's captured your heart these days as far as kingdom impact? And just give us a, a, a synopsis there.
1: It was just um, do the math here 15 years ago that the columbia space shuttle broke up on re-entry and uh, this for my for, in my own case was taking tragedy and trying to turn it to good i'd been in the space program earlier on and i was fascinated with with this whole arena and yet when I saw the pictures of those U.S. and one Israeli astronauts that morning that the Columbia broke up, my, my heart was just gripped with the question of whether they knew the Lord. And so I, I wrote a, what became a little booklet called Coming Home. Well, that went up onto the Internet, Ray, and now 12 years later, uh, we have seen 60 million people Come to a website with a sensitive presentation of the gospel for business and professional people. Uh, It's currently up under the name Can I Know God. That's the website? Can I Know God? Can I Know God. And now here's the thing. People have an opportunity on that website to indicate whether they want to become a follower of Jesus Christ. And that's on the basis of of a clear but compact presentation of the gospel. I was thinking about those astronauts. And you know that six million people mm. have said that they want to become a follower of Jesus Christ on the basis of that testimony. And so when I think about the things that um, I've been able to touch and, and reach, that, that rises to the surface just because it was so improbable. The advent of the Internet, the tragedy that spawned it, the capacity for a business guy here in Ohio to write a little booklet that translated into this message uh, such that uh, wow. so many people have, have come to the Lord. And uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we have these high points in our, in our experience. I'd put that right at the top. <laughs> Folks, do you see why I wanted to have John on the program here at Bottom Line Faith and
0: why he has just been a, a real spiritual hero to myself and so many others uh, literally around the planet. And so well, just thank you for, for just sharing uh, with us today. This, is, this has been great and fun, and I hope we can come back and capture more of our time together. Um, so I told you there was going to be one last question. <laughs> Right, And for for those of you who are regular uh, in uh, listening or viewing here at Bottom Line Faith, you know this is always the last question that I ask every guest. And it's what I call my 423 question. Mm -hmm. It's based out of Proverbs 4, uh, chapter 4, verse 23, where Solomon writes, he says, above all else, guard your heart, for from it flows the wellspring of life. It's from our heart that all of life emanates. And so some people believe this is some of the last advice mm. he gave, right? right? Above all else, guard your heart. So John, if you wouldn't mind, let's close the program today by, let's imagine you have a chance to gather your, your family, your friends, the most precious people on the planet, mm. and you have a chance for them to sit it, around you, and you now get a chance to pass along your most important encouragement or piece of advice. Mm. So complete the sentence for us.
1: Above all else... pursue a personal and vital relationship with Jesus Christ. The relationship with Jesus can happen at different layers. It's that initial acceptance where we yield our heart to him. Uh, It can be attempting to walk uh, through life as as a believer. But ultimately, the joy comes in that direct, personal, intimate relationship where we draw from him, where we dwell with him, where our thoughts are informed by his thoughts. And so uh, we have 18 grandchildren. We were all together at Christmas. uh, And uh, we had these kinds of conversations because uh, it's tough. (laughs) It's tough navigating in the world today. But uh, if they could uh, understand The vitality that comes from that close, warm, personal relationship, uh, it becomes the mainspring for everything else. And uh, so I I would hope that for uh, family and friends, they'd have that bond. John Beckett, thank you. Thank
0: you. What what an amazing time. Well, folks, uh, we're going to come back. If he'll allow us, we're going to come back and capture more because this, as you've seen and heard today, this is one of god's warriors in the marketplace and thank you for just pioneering and setting a pace for those of us who have come along behind and are seeing the marketplace as our mission field and so folks this is what bottom line faith is all about where we're we're celebrating and we're lifting up some of the greatest uh, people who have been called into business in this country and and across the 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 globe eventually that we want to celebrate these stories and share them as encouragements to you so that every day when you get up and go about leading in your company, in your organization, you'll know that you're not alone. You'll be encouraged, and you'll be um, strengthened by the stories of others, and so. Um, we are so grateful check out the other episodes at bottomlinefaith.org there's dozens and dozens of interviews there Uh, if you're not a regular subscriber scroll down to the bottom of the page become a subscriber because these episodes are coming out on a weekly basis so until next time I am your host here at Bottom Line Faith Ray Hilbert saying God bless and serve the Lord faithfully in the marketplace
1: Bottom Line Faith is brought to you by Truth at Work if you'd like to hear about new episodes or listen to past episodes, visit us online at bottomlinefaith.org. You can also subscribe to the show through Google Play and iTunes.